just tuned into this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode number 334 with Robin Thorpe, where he details his work alongside Jose Mourinho and how they moved and why they moved from a potential objective markers like GPS to focusing more on the subjectives and how they really enhanced their subjective monitoring to produce results and data and insights to the manager. Just before we do dive into this episode, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. Rock Daisy's athlete management system provides a powerful competitive advantage to elite sports leagues around the world. If you're looking for a solution that enables you to centralize, analyze, and visualize your data, check out rockdaisy.com and sign up for a free trial. So we've gone through Sir Alex, we've gone through a little bit of Moyes, Van Hal, and then Jose, talk us through that and some of the things that, again, elaborate on some of the things that we've spoke about, the positives that had happened through that, through your career, and then what was able to be carried on in Jose's reign, and maybe what wasn't, and maybe reasons why, if if, if you know. Yeah, yeah. So this at this stage, um, again, it was the, the usual. You you meet the manager and you, you show him what you do, what you've done, how you can help him. That's the most important thing. And he was from in terms of the like the response monitoring, if I want to call that, or like the a management healthcare system, whatever we want to, however we want to term it. He was fine with can for us to, to do that and, and give him information. And so that that continued. Um and there was there was definitely early on there were times where I would report on in terms of we were we were playing Europa League at the time. And um so it was a that was a new test for us because we'd never really done the Thursday Sunday. And there's all these all the chat around the Thursday Sunday turnaround and all that and all the rest of it. So it was about well from what we had previously, can we quantify a sort of a generic recovery ability? of the athletes and then again and that's the information we provided who who we thought could could deal with with a potential turnaround like that across a season so there was there was some things like that which were which were used to to great effect and to, to give again the manager the most important person at the time like the the right information i think following that there was more of a shift towards i think in terms of monitoring an impact in the rehab setting. And again, this this wasn't an area we'd really devoted a lot of um not not time, but a lot of insight into, particularly in the past. So for me it was well if if we're we're having limited access maybe from a a fit group of players over the course of a season, can we can we adapt as a department myself and, and go into a different area to to still benefit the manager and the team? And so we looked more into sort of the rehab process um, and how we could better monitor, I would say, yeah, from early stage rehab going into return to competition. So, but so that, that was more where our focus slide. And I think at that point for me as my career, I sort of, again, through restrictions in, particular responsibilities it was more well you I, I moved a little bit more towards the snc side again and that's and that's almost that's what how that's how it began anyway i was a fitness coach really and so it just gave me an, an opportunity to 
to sort of go down that route and and get impact for the team and, and job satisfaction and and purpose, I would say, in, in that sense. And again, I was still at this point, I'd always been managing the recovery process between games in terms of the, the actual session the day after or whatever, or whether individuals are in that period on other days between games. Um, so that was always happening um, throughout that process. Um, but I remember what one, one story and I'm not, so when I was do so when I started my PhD in the research, I said to myself like every year, and this was, a, and this was also backed by, by Warren Gregson, who was, who'd always like push me to do this. It was like, I want to, I want to present some original research, a, a good scientific conference every year, every summer. Like that was my aim to, to get this work out there. Like it's all about, and I remember Barry Drust, who was, on my supervisory team, he was always like, you know what, research, it's just, people just need to read it. So that was a chance for me to, to do that. And again, that, that also, it, it gave me exposure and it put me in that group of people and that environment, the more academic side. I think that's, that was really important for me to keep one foot, like in this sort of academic circle and one and again but being a practitioner day to day i think that's something i was told years and years ago that you can't do both um and that was that just gave me more motivation and determination to you know what i'm going to be a practitioner but i'm going to make sure that how i work is i implement scientific rigor in everything that i do and in every decision that i make and going to ecss back in the day in fact that's another funny story my first conference, scientific conference at the ECSS. And um, I was like, I was shitting myself actually. But um, it was a pretty big audience because I was, I was, I was, it was the first time I was presenting some of my work and there were some good people in the audience. And I was like, oh, I hope I don't get like a, a curveball question. And, there were, and of course, there was some like, some, some decent stats involved with, with the research. And the first question I got was Will Hopkins. And I was like, and it was, I was, that was like, of, I mean, in terms of stats at the time, it was, but yeah. The was, guru. Yeah. So it was, and then two years later, actually, I was presenting a stats paper as well, a statistical approach type paper in Copenhagen. And I was like, oh, like, please not another like stats guru is going to come up and, and, and bash me. But I mean, from that point of view, and I'm, I'm circling around mad, like in, like in madness now, but part of my, part of my supervisory team, my PhD, um, Greg Atkinson was, was part of that. And there's for someone who can explain sophisticated stats in such a understandable manner, he, he's, he's incredible. And, I've been very lucky in, in terms of the, from a research perspective, again, going back to what I'm talking about, is like being involved in that, that community, having people like Greg, like Warren, uh, Barry and, and mine, Bushai as well. Like it, that I, I was lucky and grateful to have that sort of support structure around me. Um, and then that's something that I continue to do. And again, having one foot in the academic world, but also one foot in the practitioner world and trying to, culminate the two I think it's very important to me 
and something that I'm continuing to do. And at the moment with my current um, like role as a sort of consultant or with multiple projects, it's given me a bit more time to, to focus on some of that, that research that we, that we've, we've been doing for sort of 10 years, but getting it out there and trying to make a difference to, to that sports science world that, that is now. You mentioned, and just is, we're going to go. I'm going to go back one more time to what you've said. Then we're going to push on. You mentioned that the monitoring that was going on to make to allow you to make decisions on what was going to go on match day plus one, match day plus two. What exactly? What data exactly were you collecting? You mentioned HRV, which you potentially moved away from at, at certain points. But what was what was actually being collected that you were using to determine? what was going back to the manager and therefore potentially affecting training. Yeah. So, so at the beginning, the process was right. There's this whole bunch of metrics we can use. So it was understanding first what's important to measure. So if we're looking at if a player is ready or if we're looking at the response the athlete has to stress and load, what are the systems or origins of those areas that we want to try and quantify? So that's how we started. And then you go through the, the next phase or well, what can we actually do like in this applied environment? And at that time it was like, well, there's no point pricking people and getting blood samples because it's just not going to happen from, from many different factors from monetary to, I'm not sure I know any athlete who wants to do that on a daily basis. Cause a lot of these things we know in football, and in every team sport, the peaks and troughs in load and stress, uh, the range is quite big. So some of these things we're going to need to be doing probably daily. So the first thing was, well, let's find a group of subjective or sort of self-reported outcome measures to, to ask the players. And then it was, well, what, what are the other systems we want to try and quantify? So um, trying to quantify what the autonomic nervous system is doing was important. So is there something from a submaximal heart rate perspective, heart rate recovery, heart rate variability, resting heart rate, those were sort of grouped together because we knew we could probably practically do that with the players and we could probably find a way of doing it quite, um, I would say, in, in a novel way, I would say, from what had been done previously. Um, and then for, following that, we we then started to add a few to the to the sort of system and one thing for me was how do we integrate the medical department within this? This isn't just like performance science and S and C. This is let's have a holistic view. Because one of the reasons why we looked at HRV was the club doctor, Steve McNally, was very interested in that because of the clinical aspects to it. So for me, it was about trying to integrate and, and bring everyone together and using data as like the sort of common language, so to speak. And then again, we had some of the more strength or force related measures so we could use a force platform and we could look at counter movement jumps as the as the sort of the thing to measure in terms of force application into the ground so then you start to sort of bring these together and again across along the journey things were sort of removed things were added um one thing a group of things that we added was some anatomical sort of structural measures which were basically sort of range of motion assessments typically done by a medical or a physiotherapist um, department um, and just understanding fluctuation. But we also looked at in 
looked at that in relation to pain as well. So at the height of what we were doing and delivering intelligence, the subjective sort of outcome related measures were a big part of that. And we did that every day. That wasn't just two days after the game. That was every day. And again, that's one thing people say it's easy to use subjective based metrics, whether it be RPE or these response sort of outcome measures. And it's certainly not easy. It's simple. Like you don't need much to do it, but you need to be educated how to how to deliver that process and you need buying from the player. And so, and I've, I've spoken on this before where a lot of the time it's maybe a junior member of staff are the, these things get pushed back. But for me, I think the athletes and the, the management need to see a lot of key stakeholders doing these types of measures or I, I would always try and divvy it out sometimes. But that's something that I, I collected subjective ratings from athletes for probably nine years. And there was times where we used, we looked at different methods of maybe using app-based systems to prompt athletes to do it. Um, we, we looked at other members of staff as well, but for me, it was, it was a gateway between a communication pathway and a, and a relationship. And it, and we would, we would look at soreness, fatigue, and sleep having looked at other ones. And we thought, well, no reliability, no sensitivity, not really. And then we would, we went, went with these three, but then we was always, there was a statistical process in the background to know what was a real change, not just all oh, Wayne Rooney's gone from a four to a five. It was right. This is the change. And this is the sort of the level of change and, and, and what we would do there, thereafter. So although we use subjective measures hugely, like so, some of the background work involved with that was, was massive. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip came from episode number 334 with Robin Thorpe. And that episode can be found on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. And I'll chat to you next time.